Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three-month plan equivalent to $15 per month required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and you are listening to episode 33 of an AFL podcast. In this episode, we speak to Alex Taylor and Wilkie Robinson of malevolence we discuss everything about the new release the latest label they've created everything about the band from the last tour in asia to how lockdown's treating them right now and much more yeah don't forget to check us out in our socials that includes facebook instagram twitter under an earful podcast and uh, we're also on YouTube now, so you'll be watching this on YouTube or you might be listening to it on Spotify or whatever. Because um, we're, we're that bored in quarantine, we've been looking at all the analytics and everything there like we that. And we've noticed that 91% of you are not even subscribed to us. So if you're Shame. watching this video right now on YouTube, click the subscribe button. Come on, guys. Hit yeah. that subscribe button. Yeah. Do it. And uh, yeah, thanks for supporting us anyway. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And uh, yeah. Enjoy. See you later. All right. We're good to go. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So how's it going, boys? We've got Wilkin, we've got Alex. What's up? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, nice one. How are you finding the lockdown? Um, it's, do you know what? It's been like a good chance for us to kind of catch up on a lot of things with like the band and stuff, I guess. Like, like Wilkie's been up at Charlie's house packing up all the merch orders and stuff. So we've been like quite busy um, our end with like just like the, with the stuff to do with the release. Yeah. But also like just taking the time to like enjoy, like enjoy the nice weather, go out and go on bike rides a lot. Like I bought a bike at the start of lockdown and that's been spending a lot of my time on that. Um, and yeah, just cracking on, really. I did the exact same thing. I bought a bike as soon as lockdown happened because I thought, well, I'm going to be stuck indoors trying to do this Geo Weeks challenge every day. Which <laughs> I lasted for about like, a week of that, and I was like, oh, fuck this, that like, can't be earth. <laughs> so I just got a bike, and yeah, I've just been riding everywhere. Like, so it's been doing all right on it, though. Yeah, it's funny for us because it sort of coincided like exactly with the release of our music and yeah. the sort of the campaign we had to run for promoting that or whatever. So I guess it's kind of allowed us to, to focus on that a lot. Yeah. It changed your plans for it because obviously no one was expecting this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of, we didn't, change, I mean, it changed our plans in terms of we couldn't go out and play shows to oh, promote right, yeah. You know, it's, that's, that's the kind of frustrating thing about it. But, you know, we'll get out there and do it when it's safe to do so. On the label has been pretty hard, just like, because we've, you know, trying to order in stock and merch. And, I mean, it's easy enough now, but when lockdown first kicked in, um, just trying to order T-shirts to sell and, you know, getting all the deliveries taking weeks and weeks and weeks to come in and what have you. Sorry to anyone if you're listening to this and you ordered a T-shirt. <laughs> 
little bit longer than expected. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. <laughs> 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 yeah, it wasn't our fault. Was yeah. it more when obviously the lockdown came down and it was coming into phase of when you was releasing the EP? Was it more dread or was it more, oh, we're going to have more time focusing on obviously our new release? Um, it, it was actually kind of like, holy shit, everyone's going to be at home. Maybe they're all going to watch our new video. That's what we were thinking. We were like, hold on, traffic, like online traffic's got to be higher than it ever has. And like right now, all we yeah. want people to do is listen to our songs and you know stream our songs and watch our music videos and stuff. So I guess it kind of worked in that favor uh, yeah. on that end. And you know, you just got to take it as it comes, really. Uh, playing, not being able to play shows is shit, but everyone's in the same boat. I think everyone's jumped on the realization that music industry's sort of come to a standstill. Yeah, like even yeah. more outreach from fans and even more attention because yeah. of that, I think. And I guess we'll see. We'll see who will survive and who's who's able to sort of creatively engage with their audience and and what have you throughout not being yeah. able to play shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Putting everyone on the toes in a sense and yeah, interacting in a different way, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I was going to say this. Do you think that the actual, not necessarily that the the industry is such, but the actual music scene will kind of gain from it because everyone's had this like need to go to a gig and haven't in ages. Then it might actually boost people actually going back to venues and kind of get that excitement going again. I hope so. Mm. Uh, it's it's really hard to say where pe- people are going to be anxious of, of going to events when they're able to, or people are going to be double as excited. I mean, one 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 benefit we've taken. I, I read read some statistic that said that um, small luxuries people were spending more money on them. So, like for example, t-shirts, band t-shirts, a CD, or a fucking I don't know. Yeah, anything small luxuries. So I guess it's kind of benefited us in that sense because I feel like a lot. Of, although you know the, the economy is struggling apparently, uh, more people are at home and have disposable income. Um, to to buy little bits and bobs, and so I know. I mean, for us, we've I know we've released a, a record through lockdown, but it's been the best time for us selling clothes and selling merch. We've you know we've hit record sales. Um, so I mean, maybe that's yeah. a benefit. I think people getting back actually behind the yeah. local venues as well, because obviously the struggle of that they might not yeah. be when we go yeah. back to what we're trying to do normally. There might not be anything left. I think people actually getting behind what the local venues yeah. are is a, a positive out of all of this. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Well, I, I hope so. I hope. I think. I think it will make people start appreciating yeah. smaller businesses in general more. To be fair, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hope so. Anyway. So I've seen that you've uh, been a band for like close to ten years now, and you've been touring like around the world, like in different places, like US, Europe, and all that. And yeah. you recently went to Japan, didn't you? Um, yeah, so that was 2019, 1999. Yeah. It was fucking sick. It was, yeah, it was, it was so sick. There was like, it's so sick to go over there and like play shows to a completely different culture. And like, we'd heard a kind of bit about it before, like about 
in between the songs, they'll kind of, everyone in the crowd will be dead silent and they'll yeah, listen to yeah. every word you say and super respectful culture. Um, and it was sick because there was still, it was one minute they're like silent, listen to everything you're saying. As soon as you start playing, there's kids just like kicking each other in the face, <laughs> just like back at home. So, yeah. you know, it's it's sick. It was super sick, and so I I think like for I speak for all of us when I say it was like a part of the world where we've always wanted to go to. Yeah, and like to go over there and play music was pretty pretty yeah. sick. Like, it was crazy. feel feel very blessed to like had had the opportunity and like for people to want us to come over there and <clears throat> you know so we get to go over there and, and experience that 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 culture and that country yeah so i'm guessing you'll be heading back there again at some point yeah as soon as possible definitely southeast asia as well like that was one of the one of the fucking craziest times um that we've had as a band is we were sort of flying country to country every day and none of us had ever really been to asia before at the time yeah uh so for example one day we're playing in bangkok one day one day we're playing in south korea one day we're playing in philippines uh, and every day was like a brand new experience for us. It was like, we got we get on the plane and we'd be like, right, like, where are we, you know, what's the show going to be like today? Is it going to be fucking hundreds of people? Are we going to play to no one? Like, are people going to know who we are? Uh, yeah. So it was really exciting. <laughs> got some great stories. Got some show. nice surprises from it, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we played at a shrimp restaurant in, uh, uh, in the Philippines. Oh. Um, That's sick. That was sick. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> An island called Cebu, Cebu. I think like a lot of people go there, like backpacking and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And we played outdoors in the in the back, sort of the back area of this restaurant. Um, it looked like somewhere where you'd have a wedding. Yeah. Right. So it was, like, it was like it was like this big grand, like either side of the stage, they had like big sculptures and like um, it was like the stage wasn't even a stage; it was just like a set of stairs. We played at the top of the stairs and there was like 10 stairs down onto the floor of this like little garden area. And this kid's like, was, I think there was like 15, 20 kids at <laughs> the show. And like, they were just so up for a laugh. Like they yeah. didn't really know who we were, but all like the, uh, the people who worked at the shrimp restaurant were like stood behind because they'd obviously never really even seen a metal or a hardcore show before. They were stood yeah. there like, what the fuck is going on yes. here? So I was like, yo, come down, everybody come down onto the floor. And like, as soon as we started playing, those 15 kids just started running in a circle and we're literally running in a circle <laughs> for the entire set. Yeah. Like, and all, yeah, all these locals are sat in the back, like eating the prawns, <laughs> just watching us. Like, <laughs> I, I remember when we pulled up to that show, uh, the promoter was saying to us, like, yeah, so you're gonna, you guys are going to be playing outdoors today in the city. And I said, oh, so, so do people get pissed off like, uh, at loud, loud music? you know because surely they can hear it like blocks away and he was like yeah yeah sometimes people get pissed off and what they normally do is they just um they just throw rocks over the wall <laughs> um and i was like right so like are people do you think people are gonna throw throw rocks when we play tonight like over the wall because like you know we've got another tour we've got like a fucking two weeks of tour like, i don't get hit in the head or anything <laughs> uh, and he's like no 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 good. don't worry don't worry like we'll make sure we get you guys on nice and early <laughs> <laughs> Time. Were any rocks thrown? No, no, no rocks were right, thrown. Okay. Actually, no, no, me- no members of Malevolence were harmed in the making <laughs> of like this gig. Music. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. like music and having to dodge rocks at the same time is the yeah. What a challenge! That would have been a challenge. That's awesome. Is there any I'm... other standout venues 
like yeah, so restaurant on, as well. On that same tour, we played in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Uh, that was the first day of the tour, and we played in. So there, that I think their only sort of metal hardcore venue is uh, it's a squat on maybe like the 16th or 17th floor of a disused skyscraper. So like a huge building, like it's way taller than anything in Sheffield. Um, and yeah, we, we played this room and it was, I'm going to say sold out. Well, would have been yeah. way over legal capacity if it was in England. Like it was packed, absolutely packed. Um, the warmest, and it was, warmest show I've ever played. No, no air conditioning. It fucking, was, it was insane. Thirty degrees. Uh, that was when the cultural differences of playing in Asia really hit me. For you know, for because Kuala Lumpur is primarily, well, Malaysia is primarily Muslim, so obviously not many people drinking at the show. Yeah. And instead of drinking, you know, there's there's some nice girls selling app, bits of apple <laughs> at the back of the show with with cinnamon on. <laughs> And uh, they gave me some, <laughs> uh, which is lovely. And then also to see um, something you really, really don't see in, in, in the north of England very much is like girls in, you know, hijab, like traditional Muslim wear, moshing, spin kicks, everything. Which is great. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was a really good time. Shout out to fucking 857 crew that organised that for us. Can't wait to come back to Malaysia, play, play to them, those people. So am I right in saying... We definitely watch this as well, them <laughs> yeah. guys. They, they are they're so they're dedicated <laughs> to everything that we post online. So they'll, they'll be... Uh, yeah. Shout out to those boys. So am I right in saying you were... You said in an abandoned skyscraper. Yeah, so it was like... Uh, it was... They'd stop... I think they sort of... It was a huge skyscraper and all the businesses had left. So either it was squatted or yeah. like sort of have all this empty space that they just use. So uh, there was nothing else going on on the other floors. No. Um, it's called Rumor Appy, the venue. And I think like I've seen a lot of uh, videos of other bands like Western Band playing in there. I think that's really, really the spot in, yeah. in Kuala Lumpur. Well, that was the first show oh, as yeah. well where we've ever had um, somebody introducers before oh, we've gone on stage yeah. so oh, like officially just before. yeah we had like this guy this guy we met him at the show he's called big um and he's just this big dude walked on stage literally before and like hyped us up in english and i was just like Mala, Lala's, and everyone just went <laughs> mental it was sick yeah. it was it properly got me going <laughs> yeah i mean the, the kids in kids in asia are just so grateful to have like western people uh, coming over to, to to play music, but I think that show we this was our first show in Asia, so we didn't really know what to expect. We pulled up in in a van from the airport uh, to to the show, and uh, like a lot of the local kids, they're just running up um, with the camera phones. The camera phones out like blah, 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 and it's like <laughs> the phone straight straight in our face, and like they've obviously like I don't know like looked on our Instagrams whatever before so they're like Alex 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 Charlie <laughs> Charlie and they just just start filming start filming you straight away which uh, I mean it was it was really warm welcome I don't see any, you know yeah, obviously yeah. people in England are way too cool <laughs> to do that even if you're a huge fan that's sick but yeah so, so amazing. when we go to see you live you want us to hold our phones up yeah. and shove them in your face straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was one point, I think it was one of the shows in Singapore, I was just stood outside the venue with my, my guitarist, Josh, and a kid just literally walked up to him, pulled his phone out, 
she took a picture <laughs> picture of him and then she walked back. And we were like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well. You could have just asked, but that's fine. Wigan. Where were you lads from anyway? Manchester? Yeah, yeah Wigan, just outside Manchester. Manchester. You were yeah. from Wigan, right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I like in Wigan. Yeah. Have you been down to Wigan before? Um, <laughs> we played in Bolton. Uh, you play at the Alba? It's not Wigan, is it? <laughs> it's not Wigan. I'm just thinking yeah. of the North West. Mate, the you're North-west. not missing much now. <laughs> Wigan, so. No. All right. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Isn't it? What was that? Oh, no, no. Why, 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 is, why is Wigan Pier a thing? There's like, you know, that yeah. dark, hard, dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we've got a canal. We've got like the big canal that goes straight through the town. So Wigan Pier was right on the canal and that was like the hub for like like the rave scene basically right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that sort of thing started. that's one of the I guess that's one of your biggest cultural exports isn't it like donk and like, hardcore happy hardcore whatever it's called and, that, that and pies. indie music yeah okay. indie pies pies as well yeah. what, what names have we got from Wigan that I might know uh, the Verve I don't know if uh, I think that's pretty much it isn't it is that, is that everyone who's Quite uh, Rick Astley is from like oh, Rick Astley, corner yeah. from us. Really? Okay. Black, he's pretty famous. What yeah. about um, uh, what's he called? DJ <laughs> DJ Smalley. MC, MC Smalley. MC Smalley. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's from nearby as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. MC no. Smalley. Yeah, that's my name. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. MC Small and MC Finchy, I think they're from Wigan. Yeah, so right, okay. this took a really yeah, severe turn. <laughs> <laughs> We're <interviewing> you now. <laughs> of all the things I thought we'd talk about, this wasn't on my list. I don't think it's on the notes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get on to when you did the um, MLV LTD festival. So right. that was like yeah, festival that was like, like headed by yeah, but was it five years ago? Yeah, I think so that was 15. Yeah. Yeah, we so I was like, no, I was uh, one of my friends was there because I've been talking about him. He's a big right. supporter of you guys, so he's been uh, been chatting with him about you guys for a bit. But um, yeah, it was. Um, so what was it like heading that festival up for yourself with like a roster of other like bands, and then yeah, uh, would so you do think, it again? I think I, I that one was myself and Charlie that organised it. Charlie's our drummer. Um, to be honest with you, it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't that good like out of all our headline shows in the north right yeah i can think of in the last five years it it wasn't that good and i could i'm i'm i was a promoter of that gig uh so i'm not really like that ashamed to say it maybe i don't really know why because like i mean i made that like, like, we picked the lineup and i thought the lineup was sick i yeah. think maybe it just it it sort of landed at a point where our band wasn't at our like most valuable you know what yeah. I mean? Like we weren't like out of I'd say in terms of like attendance and the vibe, probably all of our shows in the north of England since then have been much better. Yeah. Now I would love to give it another go. I'd fucking love to give it another go, and I, I'd imagine that I probably will at some point. Uh, but I think for for me to give it a go, I'd have to like be confident that I could get a lineup that uh, was really good and sort of you know if people. Maybe people from abroad happened to be touring through at the time. I wouldn't want to do it and just it to be average or yeah. whatever. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, we, it, it wasn't like a lot, like it wasn't a failure. Like we didn't lose money or anything like that. Uh, yeah, it's still fun. It was yeah. a good time, and you know, I learned, I learned a lot of things about about putting on on, on shows and and things like that. So, you know, always positive to be taken <laughs> from it. Yeah, there's not a lot of bands that can say that they've they've done that for themselves. So uh, the fact they've done that. We do absolutely everything for ourselves. Yeah, um, very independent. Like we don't, people don't really pick this up when they 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 interview us or whatever. But we've we've always booked organised as many, you know, our, our own gigs. Like when we play in Sheffield, we really don't let other promoters book us because we just think, why would I let? Why would we let a third party book us for a show when we could just book the venue ourselves and all the team yeah. will go straight into our pockets and we can pick the lineup. We can do everything ourselves. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just sort of second nature to us to, to, to try and have, you know, have as much control over the way, uh, you know, you people see our band as possible. Yeah. Like, is, even trying to, even, sorry, we haven't, like, we're trying to arrange a tour in the future and we're even, you know, we've been talking to our booking agent about thinking, all right, so maybe don't give it to a promoter here. We'll just do it. You know, we'll yeah. book on the show. Is that where having your own record label as well, that sort of comes into play? Yeah, right? it's, so you it's can the same. It's everything the same yeah. um, so obviously, yeah, we, we have, our, have our own label. Um, and when I say we run our own label, like I've, 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 I've been fucking packing the orders with my hands today, you know, yeah. doing the customer service today, like uh, replying to it's If you message the page and have a problem with your order, it's, it's a member of the band you'll speak to. It's a member yeah. of a band that packs your order. We design the merchandise ourselves. Like it's... It's really the case that we do everything ourselves unless we can't. And know? also Charlie's mum, also, her <laughs> house I, is literally stacked to the ceiling with cardboard boxes full of T-shirts. So, like, yeah. it's most of the time it's, like, the band or Charlie's mum posting yeah. out. So <laughs> I'll give a shout-out to Sue because her house is <laughs> a sweatshop for the yeah. past, like, five years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just stock everywhere. I guess that's the nice thing with, like, keeping it inside of inside of the band and family members like there's no additional third party involvement in yeah. that everything's just simple straightforward no fucking round it that's you know what you say that um but this with this the, the record that's just come out we we were like right we're going to do everything ourselves we're going to not we're not going to work with the label we're just going to give it a go we'll it's three like three song ep sort of test the waters test how capable we are to to handle handle releasing something ourselves and it's been a Real learning curve for us. Uh, I mean, it's gone great. It's, it's gone fucking. Mm. We're actually kind of overwhelmed with the demand that we've had at the moment, um, and then obviously it's been difficult with coronavirus. So now I'm thinking, hold on, like maybe we need to get someone else to handle, you know, work with like a fulfillment center or work a different way of of, of doing this because it's like so much intense labor. <laughs> uh, you know, we've. Thousands of artists or whatever coming through, um, and then you just start thinking, "Hold on, like, am I in a band? Am I in a band to fucking wrap up t-shirts and go to the, go to the post <laughs> office, waiting a queue? Am I in a band to play gigs and and, and and do all that stuff? So um, be creative and uh, stop whinging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people don't realise how much effort though goes into like yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, is, there is a huge amount of effort, and it and it's. But I think one of the things we're really taking away is also like it's been so sick to see this amount of support for like our first venture into self-releasing. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So like it's been really cool to see like 
the numbers on Spotify are going through the roof and like Apple Music and people just genuine and like the, the all the positive feedback on like YouTube and stuff and just it's been sick. It's been proper cool to see. Yeah. I think there's one thing that stood out to me when I've been looking at your music and uh, that's like the artwork as well. Like the artwork at every single one of the things that you've released is like awesome, especially like the new one as well. Like, yeah. would you go to approaching like getting that artwork and knowing what you're gonna pick? So we 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 got um, we commissioned Eliran maybe like a year and a half ago now, I think. Yeah, um, dude, dude called Eliran Cantor uh, yeah. drew yeah. drew the last one, uh, the last the latest EP. The first two were by a tattoo artist in where's he from? Norwich, Norwich called uh, Tom Bates, who was uh, the drummer. I think he's a drummer in a band called The Boy Will Drown. Don't know yeah. if anyone knows that band. It was like, uh, they were like a tech death band like 10 years ago that like, I think we were like some dudes in our band were into. Um, yeah. And I think that might have been how we became aware of his work or, sorry, our last, our first label, they put us onto him. Um, so that was how we, 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 we found him. Um, and he did our two full length album covers. And then I think Eliran, we got in touch with him. Just was it might have seen him through Instagram, I think. Yeah, um, so it was through Instagram because I remember spotting some of his work. Like he's done, um, he's done so many bands, of, like, yeah. especially like big bands and bit bands from our kind of subgenre as well. Yeah. Um, and I just, hit, I think we just hit him up one day and we just said, look, we'd love, love to be here for you to design a piece of art for the next, the next record that we're going to work on. And he got he got back to us pretty straight pretty straight away, didn't he? And yeah, he was, was like, like, "Yeah, do you, so do you guys have a concept?" We were like, um, "No, we don't actually." Just <laughs> 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 something. He was like, "Really? Like nothing at all?" And we're like, uh. um, <laughs> "We kind we kind of gave him like a a bit of a small brief, and um, basically kind of said it's a rough idea of what we want, but you know, free reign, play with it." And then yeah. a few months later, he hears back up and is like, "Yo." Here's, here's like the first look at it and then it came, he could design basically a whole kind of um, kind of like concept he wrote, he wrote it, like not only did he draw the picture for us but then it came with uh, this page of text which describes you know the, the metaphorical meaning behind mm. all the things happening on there and what they were supposed to represent and what have you which was, was great mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's, it's yeah. great ammo for interviews when people are like, <laughs> people are like yes, what does this mean? Really, what that artwork means? And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> actually, this guy's written a whole page. Shout out to reading that to them. Yeah. <laughs> Clear your throat and do it. So yeah. there's a quarantine version of the artwork. Yeah. When did that come around? And did it kind of yeah. fuck about too much with obviously if you're releasing a new design for that artwork, did it change a lot? Did it take a long time to turn around or basically I came home one day and he was sat on this sofa proper high and just got fucking I was like, look how fucking funny this is. <laughs> <laughs> put a load of gloves. I put a load of gloves and a mask on, on our album artwork and I was just gonna post it as like a meme on our Instagram to fucking drive some traffic or whatever. And then we were like, oh, hold on. Like, we should probably try and do like a special edition release. And um, I was talking to our drummer, like, oh, have you got any ideas for like any sort of special artwork we could do for like a release cover or whatever for the, for the record? I was like, well, actually, I've got this really fucking funny picture that I made. <laughs> Let's do that. And um, then we had this big debate. We were like, oh, how, how many of those should we get made? Like, do you think people are going to find it funny? Do you think they're going to sell? Do you think people are going to want it? 
and then we put them up and they sold out like in like 15 minutes or something like mega mega fast so that was that was sick actually and how many copies did you make of it we only made 100 of them um and we won't be making any more because i guess like you if it's not rare then it's people people aren't as interested i guess no totally yeah that's exactly like what we were talking about earlier being on your toes Mm. with yeah. this lockdown and jumping onto something that's such a great yeah. way of, you know giving something unique to your fans yeah yeah we and do we've got a, i think we do kind of take a lot of pride in like the stuff i mean wilkie designs like pretty much everything in terms of merch and stuff like that and i think yeah. well like, we got these these pendants made for like the for the record and we did like loads of exclusive merch so yeah like we Wilkie puts a lot of effort into the into the time and like making that stuff so i feel like you have to now man like it's it's 2020 like it's it's hard to hard to make money in streams and, and no, selling music that you've got to really try and try and you know make as much cool stuff as you can yeah i like trying and you know think outside the box a little in terms of your merchandising and yeah, yeah. so many hats just to hats. reach people. It's ridiculous. So I'm curious with with you having your own record label. Yeah. How what what was the process in saying I'm going to be under my own label and how does that work in terms of releases and how you schedule things and how you go about day to day? Does it change anything being in the abandon having a record label at the same time or yeah it's it's changed quite a lot in terms of our workload i'd say um mm. and obviously doing it for the first time ourselves uh so i think the process was really that we wanted to obviously release some new music we the the offers that we'd had or the interest we'd had from labels while we didn't really get us very excited you know we weren't that bothered about what anyone had to offer us we were also uh, no disrespect to anyone there for listening <laughs> but it just didn't get us really excited and we thought hold on like the the last the last album we'd, we'd released was through uh german label called beat on hardware and they did a great job with our release but we thought hold on like i kind of know how we kind of know how to do things mm. like that ourselves like in the same you know the same diy ethos we were, i was talking about earlier we were like hold on like we're cutting all these other people into our piece of our, our pie, you know, they're having a section of our pie and we can, we think we can do a really good job of promoting this on and we can get this in front of, in front of this many people. And, you know, now with, with social media, you, you, I feel like the, we, you don't need the backing of, of these, the metal industry as much as you did before. You know, we, we have the channels to promote to our fans and hopefully some channels to promote to people that don't know who we are as well. So we're like, fuck it, let's give it a go. Like that's why this is a actually why this is three tracks, mm. not an album. We're, we're also can like taking into account that it t- takes Melodons a long time to write a full length, and you know because we, we are quite picky on what we on what we put out into the world in terms of music. Mm. And I think like, like going for like a short body of work was just seemed like the most logical step really for us, I guess. Um, yeah, and. You know, just to keep keep everything ticking over and keep people interested, give people new music to listen to, and like it doesn't. It, we're still yeah. we're still writing the whole time as well, so it just it just felt like a, a shorter body work with, yeah. was like the more uh, appropriate yeah. thing, just to get something out there really and, and get some new music going. I mean, with with the label, um, 
we learned yeah, a lot one. about what we were capable of and we also learned about what we weren't what we aren't capable of or may, might still be out of our reach um we worked with quite a few people as well because we wanted we, our idea our idea was like right we're going to self-release we're going to release it through our own label but we're not going to let our independent status like have any hindrance <laughs> on the overall end of the product like we want the music production to be as good as it would be if we'd have got signed by fucking sony you know what i mean yeah. when the music production mm-hmm. to be as good when the videos to look just as good we want the artwork to look just as good we want the packaging of the thing and the merch we want it all to look and feel like it's it's you know come from uh people who have been doing this forever um so yeah, we, we we invested a lot of effort into that and just trying to make it comparable with everyone else. Really, uh, I mean, I feel like obviously if we would have gone with a bigger label, a lot of them have that influence in in the industry where okay, okay they might be able to get you more radio one radio one plays and they might be able to get you on these opening these big festivals um, or you know somewhere on a bigger lineups and things like that. But uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what we did. Mm. You know. Proud of what we did, and I think we've been successful. Um, I think we've been successful, and I'd like to do it again. Our next record, independent as well. Yeah. With it being your own label, are you wanting it just because, like you said, you've just test the waters for your own yeah. label on your release? Yeah. Are you primarily focusing with your label on just malevolence, or even bands that you're fans of? So we've, I've been talking about this. So pre, pre, prior to Malevolence, uh, the latest release, there's been two other releases under MLVLTD. One of them is Rough Justice. So that uh, other band, that's our guitarist, Josh. He plays drums in a hardcore band in Sheffield. Um, and that's it's, it's real hardcore music. It's not like Malevolence, like it's proper, proper, <laughs> proper hardcore music. Like, it's not like metal and fucking, they don't play Download Fest. You know what I mean? It's... It's DIY stuff, like, uh, so he's, re- um, our drummer was, was responsible for, like, re- uh, that release, so he, he released Josh's band, Rough Justice. He, uh, our drummer, Charlie, he also plays in a band called Desolated, I don't know if you're aware of, from Southampton. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, okay, so um, we were very close with that band, very, very close with them coming up over the years, so... We actually all played in that band. Like I played bass for them for a little while. Alex sung in them. Our drummer now drums in them. Our guitarist has also played guitar in that band. <laughs> so yeah, we were we were like very floating bands. Yeah, we were very incestuous. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so he released their record. Uh, he released the Rough Justice CD, um, and then we've talked. I've been with him today, and we've been talking about releasing other bands, and we want to do it. It's just whether or not, like, we hear some shit that's good enough that we want to release. Yeah. Or, like, you know, if they're good enough and also if people are down to work, like, you can't release a band and then them being like, nah, we're not actually just going to tour. We're not, we're not bothered. Like, you, you know, they got to be good and they got to be down to fucking go, go out there and, and sell that shit to make it worthwhile, I think, so. Sell that shit. <laughs> Should we get on to horror? Oh yeah, right. I haven't got. I think I've already told you guys about this. <laughs> I only watched the trailer. So. I know a bit of a bit of horror. I'm, it's not. I'm not a big fan of it, but I'll, I'll give it a go. That's okay. Well, we usually ask the question to everyone we have on. What's your favourite scary movie? Favourite scary movie um... or trailer? Or trailer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> scary movie series. We used to love them. Yeah. Favourite scary movie? It's scary movie. I think. 
<laughs> nah, to be fair, like... Yeah, I'm not counting. I, I, I like the sauce. <laughs> I like, it, it is just, like, stupid and excessive, and it's not really scary, but yeah. I do like them films. Have you heard they're doing a new one? Uh, that actually uh, broke my heart, because I thought the last the last few, you just needed to... Yeah. 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 The last one I watched, actually, was the one where the guy from Lincoln... Chester from Lincoln Park was glued to a car seat. Yeah. And he was, like, pulling, he was like pulling away from the seat and he was pulling all his skin off and he just did the sickest metal scream. And I was like, he's probably got <laughs> 20 grand just to go in into Saw and do like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got him to do the giving up scream. Just super glued yeah. into a car seat. <laughs> scream for 15 seconds straight. <laughs> um, yeah, well, obviously that was short and sweet with a horror one, but uh, we have another <laughs> one as well. So we'll go on to it. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we usually ask you um, what pisses you off the most, so like pet peeves. Pet peeves? Yeah, yeah so you, basically <laughs> you get to rant about whatever you want. What's pissed oh, you off lately? Uh, you're all nice. <laughs> not like... That's all right. Um, I fucking hate washing the pots, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate washing. I hate washing pots. Um, <laughs> I think we all do, especially being in quarantine for so long. Yeah. What do we hate? What do we hate? What have we bitched about recently? Um, can't think of any. What do you? What do you lads hate? You got any? Anything that's going to inspire me? Um, Slow walk. During quarantine, mine's walking to the. It's going to the fucking shops. Yeah, right. I hate going to the tomorrow morning. Hate it. Mate. I mean, like, obviously, I like it when my fridge is full, but yeah, uh, the chore, the chore going to the shops, pretty shit. You've I'm got trying, Alex. I'm trying, I'm trying to think what what bugs me. Um, it's a lot of things like like so we've had before, like people who walk too slow in front of you, like just silly mm. stuff like that. But it pisses you off like day to day. People who aren't punctual. Being a punctuality, just like non punctuality, non punctuality, yeah. Um, when you say you're going to come to a band practice at six, right? Don't rock up at quarter past ten with your takeaway pizza in your hand. That's <laughs> <laughs> very specific. You can tell, like, what, what winds us up in our band, but um, that's happened quite a lot, honest, yeah. Like, I don't know, just punctuality, non-punctuality is probably a thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll double check that I've spelled everything correctly on this uh, post <laughs> and I put it out there. <laughs> I'll misspell it on purpose. So in, in terms of the band, have you got anything planned now for the future? I know you just released that, uh, the three-song EP. Is there anything else you're planning to release for this year or any events? In yeah, so we're... We're, we're writing, like our, our guitarist Josh, he's putting like a lot of time into uh, writing at the minute. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of ideas on the go that are kind of like, you know, basis for basis for songs. Um, Don't know if we'll see another release this year. No. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if we did, but we might, we'd, I would try to. As for shows, I mean, we've, we've, we've still technically got a lot of festival bookings <laughs> this summer <laughs> yeah. where I'm not expecting to play any of them. Um, a lot a lot of them now are starting to kind of reschedule for us for next yeah. year. So a lot of the bookings that we had, especially in Europe, they've already just moved the lineups to next year, um, which is sick. And we're like, it's sick that we get to still go to those festivals. Um, 
in terms of jumping on like more festivals because a lot of the, a lot of the festivals are doing the same thing it means that there's not necessarily going to be space on other festivals next year yeah so we'll kind of see how it plays out uh, in terms of like getting more next year we have a, we've also confirmed for a tour late next year um so yeah we're just kind of you'll see us keeping keeping ourselves busy until then and we want to basically try and hit the ground running when it comes to as soon as it comes back yeah, as soon as yeah. like we can start having some form of like live show uh in whatever capacity it may be we, you know we're gonna we'll try and make it happen we're gonna try and make it happen absolutely yeah. Yeah. And, and try and hit the ground running in terms of having um new music and new visuals for those for those tunes um so that you know the gap between our, between this record and the next business isn't so big as it has been um so yeah we've got we've got kind of lots to be doing as well behind the scenes as well like we're still getting like i said he's been packing merchandise all day today and there's still lots to be done behind the scenes so yeah we're just keeping busy trying to stay productive and just looking forward to getting like back out onto playing live shows because that's like why it's weird man it's so weird having a summer with nothing like it's just no no festivals yeah it's it's so strange uh, and obviously it's for like keeping and to keep everyone safe is that priority and that that remains the priority so like yeah. it's totally understandable it's just so it's so strange having brand new music out and not being able to go and play it like we yeah. were lucky enough to be able to play um one of the new songs on the last two tours, so like the tour with Not Loose that we did in November and the tour in Australia we did in January. It was cool to like play that song before it even come out and to see so many kids just buzzing to hear like new music. So like, I just can't wait to go back out there now and play it now that Pete Malley's tunes have been out for a while and by the time we go back to playing shows, they will have been out for quite a long time um, and see the reaction and see how much people are like, really, really vibing off it, I guess, and plus some mayhem. <laughs> In terms of like you saying you're constantly writing, what's the writing process like for you? Do you always have like a, a template on how you demo stuff and yeah. get it started? So, or? Yeah. It's kind of changed changed quite a lot over the years. We we have we have our, our own practice space that we we rent and have rented for like fucking bigger, nearly eight years or something. Uh, like a little box that we jam in and like store all our equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we used to just spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in there uh, together, like, like putting the songs together, like with all five of us. Now it's a little bit more digital. Um, it's more like Josh, who's our guitar player. He, he he's responsible for all of the riffs. You know, I don't write, I play bass. I don't write any any of the riffs whatsoever. So he he demos them at home, and he's has a, we have a Dropbox. And he's just constantly programs drums to them. Constantly, he's constantly putting up songs. I oh, listen to this. I've written a ballad. Listen to this. I've written a fucking fast song. And so yeah, he's he's kind of just jamming at home all day, putting up his ideas, and then we we give him feedback and sort of twist them around or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and make them into something that we all like. Nice. Yeah. In terms of like when it comes to writing lyrics as well, like the majority of the. The, re the last record was written by me and Wilkie and we'd like we'd get together like for hours and hours wouldn't we and just kind of jam so when we jammed so many different like ideas and like we, we put a lot of effort into kind of um stepping it up in terms of the lyrical lyrical game I guess didn't we um, hope so <laughs> trying to yeah <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it's kind of yeah. Josh sends us some ideas. We can then we just kind of build on it from there and, and swap and change bits and then start thinking about how like what kind of lyrics we want what or sort like, of vibe. What, what yeah, what sort of vibe we want to go for. Or if we like, I'll go back to him and say, oh, maybe change this about so we could do a vocal bit here. You know, it's just kind of back and forth. But yeah, a lot of it is kind of done over. It's more digital now. Yeah. 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 So, with there was a press release for Keep Your Distance where you guys said that obviously it's written about positive aggression. Mm-hmm. So, from do you think, like, as an outside perspective, do you think that people get confused about the difference between like positive aggression within music and just standard ag- aggression? I think it depends. It depends if you have a kind of understanding of the the, the culture around uh, metal, I guess, and yeah. metal and hardcore. I mean, for people who don't have a clue about it, it looks mental. Like when I show my nan videos of like us playing and kids <laughs> kicking shit out of each other, she thinks it's she thinks it's sick, but she's she, you know, it just she's like, why are they all hitting each other? Yeah. Why, why is it? Why is he doing that? Why mm. is it? Yeah, and, but you know, for someone who does have a bit of an understanding, I think you can clearly yeah. see yeah. what we're driving for. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with, with that with that song, those I think those lyrics are, are kind of positive. But that doesn't it's not necessar- doesn't necessarily mean that all of the lyrics to our songs are positive at all. You know, they might just be a pissed off song. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean to say that any of the vibe of the show should be negative in any way, no. you know, but yeah. you can feel pissed off and be positive about it and still be respectful to other people and what have you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I suppose it depends if people take it at face value or decide to look into it as much. Yeah. As like. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I think, you know, you can listen to metal and there's in within metal, there's really negative songs and there's negative vibes. And then there's yeah. also positive vibes and positive songs too. But sometimes I think there's the opposite effect on it where you'll have like it's really positive sounding song but then the lyrical context is like the complete opposite of what yeah the feel is yeah 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 i mean a lot a lot of uh metal lyrics are so negative and so shit and like it's <laughs> taken me like to get a lot older to realize hold on this is fucking lame like particularly in like the death metal that that sort of sub sort of subgenre Lyrics are gross. Uh, lyrics are fucking gross. I, I, I can, I love, like, I, personally, I love brutal death metal. Like, it's one of my favorite subgenres of metal. However, you think, hold on, like, I don't actually want to be associated with any of what this person is saying because it's not. It's like it's. I think it, you know, talk, talking about chopping people up or what have you. You know, it's it's not actually really that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, but it's not that funny, really, at all. Like you know, you can sing about anything you want in the world, and it's a fantasy of chasing someone through the woods and chopping them up. Great, you're, you sound like fun. <laughs> that's, I guess that's a scary movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we, yeah, it's like horror. It's you know, you could relate it to horror. Like I'm not trying to. I'm gonna say that, that that's like the music equivalent to horror, though. Really, it's like yeah, it's like the right. way of like like telling these stories that they've come up with obviously like say a writer for a movie will come up with a story that'll get turned into a horror movie like Saw for example like if that was turned into a song that'll probably be one of those as Maybe well probably like, kind of yeah kind of was. well we toured with um do you know the band dying fetus death metal band heard, do you know yeah, that, that yeah right, okay, so we toured with them long long tour like back in the day i think i was living 19 or something and you know i had to 
I had to tell my mum. She's like, I was like, oh, I'm going away for six weeks, playing 40 gigs or whatever. Oh, that's great. Who, who, who are you playing with? Uh, this, this, we're supporting this band called Dying Fetus. <laughs> and uh, and this, this other band called Goat Whore. You know what I mean? Um, Isn't the one called we, Anal Cunt as well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the way, like, fucking by the way, for the record, Dying Fetus are so sick. Like, the bands, I love the music. I love, absolutely love it. But the fucking branding. So offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so offensive. Like, you can make jokes about whatever you want under the sun, yeah. right? But why would you pick that? It's not funny, is it? It's mad. It's giving us a laugh at the minute, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, Cradle of Filth went down all that sort of path because I remember they're, they're releasing all their uh, T-shirts that had uh, Jesus is a cunt on the back of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, all that yeah, sort of I mean, stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like... I would, it's, I, would, I would never wear that. I'd never yeah. fucking put it on. Yeah. Shock value, isn't it? It, yeah. it is. And it, it's kind of like reminiscent of the punk scene as well from like the 70s and that. And it's so sort of like rebellion sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really into that, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I think it gives our it gives our genre a really, really bad name, actually. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think it's also kind of telling as well that, you know, like metalheads will give like people grief for wearing North Face or whatever, yeah. like a knife. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like they like like we get it in a like YouTube comment like bunch of chabs all the time, all the yeah, time. Yeah. But then these guys are happily walking around with like a butchered woman on the shirt. Sure, like yeah. <laughs> the metal community to me it was like it, it kind of you know it was this it's it's meant to be kind of open minded and welcoming yeah. and like I've seen like the top comment on a bait I was watching a baby metal video last night. Don't ask me why. And the top comment on it was uh, real true heavy metal really breaking the boundaries of what is typical. And I just thought, you know, for like us lot who walk around in like trackies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. I'll get like a lot of hate almost for this day. If I'm and like, and, and the yeah, YouTube comments about it. And I just think like, you know, it's metal. It's meant to be breaking the boundaries. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at, least, at least we're not talking about dying fetuses. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it's just, I remember the first time we got covered in, in Metal Hammer magazine on our first album, 2013. They did a, they posted us on the Facebook and there was literally hundreds of comments like, who the fuck are these kids? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a puffer jacket on. He's got a, got a puffer jacket on and a cap and a cap. Are you taking the fucking piss? Like all this hate. And then I bought that, I bought that edition of Metal Hammer. I wanted to have it on my wall and every other fucking person in it was wearing armour. Right, they're wearing armor. They're wearing armor. We're all like, and I think, hold on, I look, I don't look that different from from everyone else. Why are you picking on me? Like these. Yeah. <laughs> Why weren't you bringing this up in your pet peeves? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, you know what? Actually, because it's not that much of a pet peeve. Because I, I do kind of like it now. I think it's really fucking funny. Like yeah, we buzz, we buzz yeah. off it. Like we look, up, we watch all the. Uh, all the comments and people talking about like our fucking clothes or whatever, and it's like, hold on, mate, we've got, I've done a fucking fifteen-year service to the metal community here. Like, I'm, I'm qualified. I've got a fucking master's degree in metal. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't question my knowledge just because yeah. I've got a cap on and a fucking tracksuit. So again, it's just those people taking it at face value, yeah. not deciding to look into what you actually do and just yeah. judging straight away. Yeah, listen to our songs. Like we're the real deal. Have you found that? to be a barrier because you've had people just like you say when you sell metal hammer maybe yeah maybe but do you know what when it comes to like 
doors opening and people, or doors, sorry, sorry, let's try to start that again. Doors not opening because of the way we look, way or, we look or how we dress, then I don't want to fucking work with those people. That's either. it, yeah, that's the best attitude. Yeah. On the right door. Some, some like real, real death metal shows we played uh, back in the day, people have taken a look at us, especially because we started touring when we were really young. As well, like in 18, 19, 17, some of us, even like guitar player was 16. They're like, people just looked at us and were like, who the fuck are these little kids like looking like that? Like, you know, they they might, these these dudes might be in their 30s, even 40s, 50s, and we're probably probably just thinking, like, what is this? I can't, I can't understand it. This isn't what it's about to me. But yeah, whatever, I don't care. Attitudes are changing, aren't they? You know? Yeah, 100%. Attitudes are changing rapidly. So, yeah, we don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> we like it. No, yeah, no, fact, it, you know what? It, it's pro- it, I enjoy it. We like I, it. I yeah, we, it I that's why we make these stupid videos. I don't know if you guys watch any of our videos. Like, we make <laughs> we make fucking videos that looks like that look like you know more inspired by yeah. rap music than than. than but you know what? Well. I think that's when it comes to like the visuals and stuff. That's why we kind of try and set ourselves apart, and we really like from what everyone in our scene is kind of doing as much as we can do. Um, and we just, you know, we, we, in the day, it's like, it's just, we make videos for what we think looks cool and like what we like. And um, don't really, yeah, not, not really care what fucking. Yeah, but we're not, you know, we're not really thinking too much about what uh, elitist metal guys or how yeah. elitist hardcore doing. Yeah. We're, we're all the same. We're just, just having fun. Um, I think that was really obvious with the Remain Unbeaten video because that was like one of the most fun the most fun videos to shoot like us running around Tokyo for four days yeah. with a camera and a drone climbing onto the top of hotels and stuff like that and just generally just just having a good time and I think that that's probably one of my favourite videos that we've done just because it, it kind of sums us up and you know we're not taking ourselves too seriously as yeah. well like you're having fun just, with it yeah, yeah yeah that's like otherwise what, what you're doing yeah, what you, yeah exactly that's the thing, in it? So, like, these guys are judging you based on what you're wearing. So, obviously, they've clearly got nothing else better to do. But you're, like, shoving it back in the face because you've done all this yourselves. You've toured yeah. all these places, man. And at the end of the day, like you said, you're not taking yourselves too seriously. And people love it as well at the same time. So, either way, it's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, uh, like, hate online or people reacting that way online is generally an indicator that you've, you are succeeding. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. yeah like, exactly. People don't care. Like, if, if people don't care unless other people like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one would comment all that stuff if the videos, no one was watching the videos, you know, people because are, because the reason why they're angry is because the mates fucking told them to check it out. And the yeah. mates all love it. And then they listen to it and they're like, oh, fuck, fuck it, what he's wearing. And then they're going to get angry. <laughs> Start writing the comments, so... All about. I mean, a lot of really successful people are, are really fucking hated too, aren't they? You know, so not that we are, but <laughs> Gene Simmons to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like Immure, maybe. Yeah. Not loose. Not loose. Yeah. Get like a, it's still mm. to this day get like a load of hate, and they're one of like the. Probably one of the biggest bands in our genre, yeah, uh, genre yeah. you know, that are killing it right now. So, at okay. like, end of the day, yeah. Who, who, do you guys get any hate? You guys, have you had any like negative feedback? 
on the podcast. Yeah, you had anyone like you like to put them on YouTube? People are like, look at these fucking nerds. Like. <laughs> Not yeah, but I'd yeah. have it. <laughs> yeah, you'd have it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. At least someone's clicking on it. Like exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, it shows you watch it. doing something. Yeah. Yeah, they've watched it exactly. So yeah, so I want some hate and hurtful comments. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got called a fat Harry Potter the other day. So, uh, <laughs> okay, <no. laughs> on my own Instagram live, I was like, "Yo, that's a violation." Someone called us uh, autistic five finger death punch last week. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, the creative, but yeah, yeah. Brutal, I mean, you should you should like work with that, and then on your next music video, become a fat Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Work yeah. with it. <laughs> Lean into it. I don't, I, yeah, maybe we should do a t-shirt with like all the funniest negative comments we had, we've had on the back. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Well, next concept for yeah. you. I think we had one when we played. We played a show last year, and we had we, we were looking for ages, seeing if there's any reviews. And one popped up, and it was uh, two out of five. And the descriptive for it was forgettable as a band or like oh, <laughs> oh, but that's because I, I would, you know what pisses me another pet peeve yeah. right is people like mu- like people who go to like review a show or they'll they'll sit and review an album yeah uh, and they'll just they'll not even like pay attention they're just like this is shit blah 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 <clears throat> not worth the time what what like what gives you the opinion to like or like, well, what gives you the 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 right to kind of like criticize anyone else. Then again, though, it's the, the purpose of it is a review. And if you're not going to, if you're going to be, if you're not going to be completely honest, then what's the fucking point? You know what I mean, you can't say everything's good. Otherwise it'd be boring. To you know I agree, I mean? but I think people just, not everything. Will, will kind of like, they'll say negative things for the sake of it and not really kind of, I think we had a couple, we had a couple of reviews on this latest record that I did feel was a, was a little bit unfair. Like I'm not like uptight or like I don't honestly could not care less if people don't like our music or not. Like yeah. people, some people like it, some people don't. That's fine. I don't like music. Loads of music. It's music. It's subjective. I don't, it's not I don't care if people like it or not. But some, yeah, I can't remember. I'm actually going to say it now if I can think of it. Just fuck that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was his name? can't think of his name but i'd call him out on here if i could remember it and he really went in on us and the interview the, the review started with something like malevolence you know malevolence have really hit a ceiling here in like what they're able they're able to achieve in terms of their size and they've you know they've been trying to break out of it for a while but they've never you know they've never managed to break out of their own little scene i thought what like <laughs> but aren't you supposed to be talking about our music here um yeah, I know. I remember the one you're on about. Yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. yeah. On the counter, you say, "Look, I listened to the record, and I didn't think the songs were that good." And I'd be like, "You know, that's that's fine." But he made he wrote made a few personal, quite personal digs about the growth of the band rather than the magazine. Trying to find it now. Yeah, whoever that was, fuck you. I think he had it in for us. Like he had it in for us before the you know he listened he listened. I'm sure we got a merchandise order off the, off the same, same kit, dude, the same yeah. as well, like a week By later. the way, so I'm just make, put, putting this out here, right? If you write a really, really horrible review for Malevolence, we put your name in on Facebook and we work out what you look like. like <laughs> we, 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 we were like, who is this guy? Like, do we know him? Like, I thought, right, someone back in the day has been moshing and fucking spin kicked and like got him in throat or something. Like, we fucking <laughs> hates us. 
anyway, so we put him in our, we were putting him in our face. We're like, who is this guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. So just that's just a quick word of warning. Not that we're gonna do anything nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I check out who you are and what you look like. Chat loads of shit about us. <laughs> On the counter of like what you were saying about music reviewers, I know there are people who review music that then go, oh, I gave the last record that I listened to a good review, so this one cannot be yeah. good. All but right. Just... Yeah. I mean, everyone is totally entitled to their opinion. I just feel like, um, yeah, like some of, like, like for that, for example, it's just yeah. that kind of negative energy. Like, I don't really get people, why, yeah, why people you... feel the need to put it out into the world, to be honest. Yeah. Like, just not really about it, so whatever, but... We, we we were toying with the idea of of, of, of doing reaction videos, you know, because we that seems to be like the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. We were like, oh, hold on, why don't we just fucking? Because we're always like watching the, the new whatever people in our scenes videos. We we're like, you know what? When we have loads of fucking banter when we watch, we we're like, oh, maybe we could film it and it'd be funny. And then I just thought, hold on, way too nasty. <laughs> like in our own private, in our own private space, like I'm, I'm never gonna go online and say anyone's banned shit. Like I think that's so fucking lame to do that. But like in the comfort of my own friends, like I'm gonna watch like you, the latest metalcore video and I'm gonna laugh and then we're gonna make <laughs> take the piss out of you and what have you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I thought, you know what? Hold on. That negativity does not need to be on the internet. Like I don't need to put that up and like piss people off and upset them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that if we were to do that, it probably wouldn't be that positive you know if i was probably one like yeah don't be that positive so yeah. i just decided not to not to do it at all um, yeah you could do like a um you know, like a mean tweet sort of thing have you ever seen that that they do in america oh well like people read read yeah. their read the tweet about it. just do that with oh, your yeah, youtube yeah. comments That's instead and do your own reactions i like that yeah that's a pretty good shout out that yeah I mean, I think it's always kind of, it's good to make all that, take a positive from all like the negativity on the internet. Yeah. I post them on my Instagram story, man. Yeah. I, just, I think they've, like, especially the ones on Facebook, this is like, we did like a, an advertised post on, yeah, and, and it was like aimed at uh, America. Well, I think it was American. Load of Americans commented on it like they hated it. I think they were like, they were the ones that came with the autistic five finger death punch comment. And it was like so. <laughs> Yeah. But there's just some of them are just they're just so funny. They're so funny, and they're like just yeah. So I'll, I'll bang up above my story every now and again on Instagram, and just like it's just just gold. Have a laugh about it. Yeah, it's like best way to do it, I guess. Yeah, I reckon you've either got to put it on merch or mm. do that video, uh, yeah. reading them out. Mm. Want to hear yeah. some more of these? But I think that about wraps it up for us, unless there's anything else. No? Do you guys want to talk about anything? Um, I want to say thank you to anyone yeah. who actually picked up the record or like in any way supported it, and especially in like the current climate because it, you know, it's 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 a different. A lot of people going through difficult times right now. So like to see, like I said before, to see that level of support for our first venture into like self-releasing, it was very humbling and like I'm very grateful for it. And yeah. like I know we kind of. Thank you. I know I just yeah. did a load of whinging about like, oh yeah, like <laughs> packing orders and stuff like that. Game, like, oh fucking, why do we make our own label and all this shit? Uh, but, but yeah, it's actually like been a massive success for us, and really, really fucking grateful yeah, to man. anyone hundred percent supported this shit because we don't, you know, maybe get we have to make a but make a lot of sacrifices to make it happen, and you know, invest the time and money and all that shit. 
so yeah so, mass, massive thank you to anyone yeah, and like boosted our confidence massively as business people and and all of that and musicians so yeah mm. thanks Oh, and also thanks to you guys. I think this is actually might be the first podcast yes. ever done. First podcast, thank you. Yeah, we've done loads of interviews and that, like loads of video, maybe video interviews, but I think this is the first real like long, L- long chat. Long this song, is probably like yeah. the longest, longest interview we've ever done. So, and like, so, yeah, yeah shout <laughs> out to you guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, nice pleasure. Oh, thank you for joining thank us. You. Really appreciate it. I'll stop recording now and we'll uh, just chat. See. All right, cool. That was episode 33 of an Airful podcast with Malevolence. Yep. Cheers for Donny from the Noise Cartel for hooking us up with it. And cheers for Alex and Wilkie for coming on. Um, don't forget to check the guys out on the social media, like Facebook, Instagram and all that. Uh, they've got the recent EP, The Other Side, that's out on Spotify at the moment. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go check that out as well. And uh, also all the YouTube content as well. So, yeah. And whilst you're on social media, do not forget to go and check us out at an AFL podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And remember, 91% of you who watch our content are not subscribed. That means that 9% of you are faithful followers. The rest of you (laughs) do something about it. If you're watching the podcast this far and you haven't subscribed by now, shame. More reason. But yeah, thanks. Thank you. See you next time.